Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's up, everybody? My name is David E.J. Berger. You can find me at Carl Jr. on Twitter. And welcome to Training Camp Dialed In. I'll be featuring phone calls with NFL writers and reporters from the actual sidelines of camp, getting their first-hand accounts of the action from a fantasy perspective. This is the place to be all month long, as I'm bringing you three to four shows per week filled with football knowledge that's going to help your team win your leagues this season. So you need to subscribe to the Fantasy Authority feed, the exclusive home of the super short-run, super niche, and super essential podcast for the month of August. And we are back. We are back. What is up, everyone? I wish I had some clever or funny banter lined up. I sadly do not. Your boy is beat down, beat down from his big move. It's been a couple days now. Pictures are going up. Things are getting organized. My brain is fried. Just made my own frying sound effect. All I really want to do is talk fantasy football and tennis. If you know me, you know I love tennis. My boy Yannick Sinner just went down yesterday in Cincinnati. But once again, I will be on the clock as you're listening to this. Big draft, deep keeper league, seven keepers. I have the 106 and the 108. We've got a Jaguars homer with the 101 traded up. Trevor Lawrence is coming off the board. Assuming Kyle Pitts will be 102 the tight end premium league i'll follow back this is one of my bigger leagues big pot i'm excited and i'm also excited for today's show because we're talking about a team that has a lot of question marks for gamers and we have some answers today we're talking about the new orleans saints i dialed up sean fazan he's the saints beat reporter and sports anchor for wvue fox 8 in new orleans you can find him at sean fazan fox 8 on twitter he's had eyes and ears at saints camp since the beginning, and he's got the inside scoop on everything you need to know about this post-Drew Brees era developing in the bayou. He's about to deliver the definitive guide to the 2021 New Orleans Saints. So what are we waiting for? Let's bring him on. Ladies and gentlemen, Sean Fazend. Sean, thank you for joining me. No problem. Thanks for having me. All right, Sean, fantasy gamers are excited to get the scoop on how things are shaping up and changing in New Orleans to that end. Normally, I get the show kicked off with a little recap of how the offense did last year, but with the retirement of future Hall of Famer Drew Brees, obviously this team is moving in a new direction, so I think we're all unsure what the carryover into this season for this offense will be, especially with two QB options on the table in Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston. Now, we do have weeks 10 through 13 last year for Taysom. When he was under center, in which he, in his last two starts, he threw 37 and 38 eight times so they weren't scared to let him toss it around a bit both he and Jameis Winston had some nice throws in the first preseason game but before we dig into both these guys how will this offense look this year in terms of its scheme formations tendencies this year compared to previous will that actually be determined by who is under center yeah they'll have a few uh 
sets of plays for each guy that'll be sort of honed in on that player's respective skill sets. There will always be a, a common set of plays that every quarterback in this offense will have to execute a lot of the West Coast concepts. But the one thing that I've seen that is that may look different now, we didn't see it as much in the first preseason game, but it's just something that you kind of notice. There has been a little bit more emphasis on the play action game this this camp. Uh, sort of that outside zone, play action, bootleg sort of action type thing. Uh, a few more of those concepts have been sprinkled into the offense that uh, seems to fit both guys' skill sets pretty well, throwing on the move. And in Taysom's case, when he gets on the edge, he becomes really a, a dual threat guy. And in Jameis's case, he's a guy that's got an explosive arm. And when he's in rhythm, man, he is really in rhythm. But, you know, uh, the reason why he's in New Orleans in the first place is because he, he had the inconsistencies throughout his career. Uh, so it's always a matter of consistency with him. And in Taysom's case, uh, can he really get to that next level as a true passer, not just a Swiss Army knife gadget type player? So realistic questions, but going back to your, your, your original point, yes, there will be plays for each guy that they will hone in based on that those you know respective skill sets, certain concepts. But there will always be a common set of plays that both guys have to execute. Great stuff. Thank you, Sean. Fantasy gamers are obviously chomping at the bit to know who will start for this team in week one. From what you've seen at camp, who has had the better camp between Taysom and Janice? And who do you think will be there under center? Man, I really, 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 really hate to sit on the fence, but it is an absolute toss-up right now. And it's not just me that feels that way. A lot of us that have seen this pra- seen this team day in and day out, and I've seen every practice and obviously the game. No one has really separated themselves. And I don't know if that's good or bad. I mean, both guys have had their moments where they look good. Both guys have had their moments where the inconsistencies have showed up. I think overall it's been a net positive for both guys. You can see the the growth for both players within this offense. If you were a Jameis guy going in, he's probably done enough to, to, to keep that job or win that job. If you were a Taysom guy going in, he's probably done enough to win that job. But both guys have made just enough in terms of errors to give the other camp a fuel to say those guys, that guy isn't the, the one that should be starting. You know, the way I had it scored, it, it's I had a little bit slight edge for Jameis when it came to practices. I actually thought Taysom, based off his practice in week the week leading up to the preseason game played a little bit better than his practice showed. Whereas I thought uh, Jameis, it, it kind of carried over into what we saw in practice. But I think what you saw in that game was really where it, it pretty much played out what we've seen all camps that both guys, they've had their moments where they look really good, look like capable starting quarterbacks, but both guys have also had uh, those moments of inconsistencies that make you question whether or not they're the guy yet do you feel like this is an enviable situation for sean payton to have two guys who are good options or is it also a bit of a conundrum because maybe these aren't the best options you know maybe that one of these guys isn't the future for this franchise where are you on that uh yeah oh that's a great question because, you know, you don't just want to find a starting quarterback. You want to find a franchise quarterback. And one of these guys will be a starting quarterback or either one of these guys franchise material. I, I would say there's still uh, that needs to be ironed out when the games count for real. I don't know that I've seen that moment yet from either one of those guys that led me to believe that's the next quarterback that's taking the Saints to the Super Bowl. I'm not saying they can't. I'm saying, you know, that's that's a realistic that's a realistic discussion. And, and I don't think there's an answer to that yet. If there is a coach in the NFL that that may have the pedigree to make this work from a two quarterback standpoint it would be Sean Payton however even he has stated he wants a guy to really emerge and week in week out go with that quarterback over the last couple of years we've seen Taysom sprinkled in I don't know uh, where he stands with that I mean I, I think he would rather have a franchise guy that he knows right now 
as opposed to still trying to figure it out. But that doesn't necessarily mean when the game starts, you can't win with either one of these guys. That's a good point you brought up. A lot of people are throwing out there that these guys both might play in a game, uh, different sets. Mm -hmm. Maybe Taysom gets the first, maybe Jameis gets the second. Have the coaches talked about that at all as a possibility? No, they haven't talked about it and they, and they won't talk about it, even if that is an option. That's just the way Sean Payton operates. And that's there's uh, you can understand that with the strategic advantages and disadvantages to revealing what you may or may not do. I, I don't really, I don't even know if he's going to name a starter up until maybe the day before the season opener. I mean, I don't, he doesn't have to. I, I think that's something he was gonna, he's going to keep close to the vest. It would be interesting to note, though, let's just say for the sake of argument, let's say Jameis wins the job. Do you have a little bit more of Taysom Hill sprinkled in? Because now he's proven he can truly throw the ball down in and down out, um, but he's just maybe not as effective as Jameis, perhaps. Does Taysom go back to that everyday gadget role? You know, he's a little bit lighter this year, but I, I, I would assume that would be the case. But We'll see. I mean, it, it, it may, it's made for a very interesting training camp, not just because of the two-quarterback situation, but also because both guys have really taken this competition seriously. And, and, and like I said before, I don't think either one is really in a commanding lead right now. Great insights. Thank you so much, Sean. Let's talk about Alvin Kamara next. He's one of the biggest brands in fantasy football, and rightfully so. He hasn't had a season under 1,300 scrimmage yards in his four-year career. But with the retirement of Breeze, who had such a strong connection with Alvin, a lot of drafters and analysts have moved him down the ranks compared to years past. But there's also the stalwarts that say, hey, this offense will probably still run through number 41, and he'll be just fine. What's his camp been like so far, and how do you see his usage in 2021 compared to years past when Breeze leaned on him so heavily through the air? Yeah, he did lean on him a lot through the air. Over 80 catches in his first three or four seasons there with the club. And if you recall, uh, when Taysom was in, there was a little bit of they didn't quite they weren't quite on the same page in the passing game last year in that in that four game window that Taysom Hill was uh was playing. They just they just could not get on the same page. Looks like that's improved a little bit, but believe it or not, for as much production as Alvin Kamara's had, he's done it with relatively low amount of snaps. At least when you talk about how much production he has, that's always been a Sean Payton thing is to always platoon those backs. He's been incredibly productive. I expect his snap count to actually go up, probably in the neighborhood of, you know, in years past, it's probably in the neighborhood of 15 to 20 touches a game. I would say maybe in the neighborhood of 23 to 24 touches a game. We'll see what happens when every team clearly is going to focus to take 41 out of the game, how that impacts, you know, fantasy football owners. But I think they're going to try to run the offense through him. You know, I mentioned earlier that outside zone bootleg type stuff uh, that they've been running, you know, that works a lot better when you have a guy like Alvin Kamara on the backfield running play action off of. So I still expect him to be a huge component. I guess if you wanted to put a number on it, he would be number one in terms of fantasy options for the Saints. I think that's a great point about uh, his reps going up, and that's encouraging for Kamara drafters out there, Sean. Thanks. And then uh, real quick, between Taysom or Jameis, is there one that maybe leans 41 a little more than the other? You know, in camp, we haven't seen it as much because Kamara hasn't practiced a whole lot this camp. He's been kind of hot and cold off and on just in terms of actually participating in camp. You can understand why. He is the franchise this year, and they're going to make sure he's healthy. He knows this offense. He's healthy when the regular season goes. So it's hard to say where the chemistry lies with both guys when it, it comes to Alvin Kamara. Earlier in camp, when he was practicing a little bit more, it looked like Taysom and, and Kamara had, had figured it out a little bit, and they were on the same page a little bit more. But really, over the last week, week and a half or so, and he didn't play in the preseason game, a lot of those other backs behind him would be getting a lot more reps when it comes to the team periods. But, you know, on his face, just based off of last year, it looked like he and Taysom struggled in that regard. They've gotten a little bit better. The way Jameis operates, I guess, on the surface, it would look like, you know, that that marriage would work a little bit better. That connection would work a little bit better. But again, we really won't know until they name a guy and when the regular season starts, because as you know, 
it's one thing to look at it in preseason, but it's hard to really when, when the entire week is focused on the opponent as opposed to, you know, getting your team kind of going through your playbook. It's a lot different. So you just don't know how it's going to go. So we'll see. But I do know this Camara running the ball, Camara catching the ball is an absolute must if the Saints want to have any success this year. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. That is great. Loving to hear that. What about Latavius Murray? Is he still going to get a lot of between the tackles work? Yes. Uh, he'll probably average out at about 100 to 125 carries, I believe it was last year, in the neighborhood of 550 to 600 yards. But he's a short yardage guy, so he's you know he's going to move the sticks a lot. I and mean, perhaps around the goal line, he's a guy uh, that can score some touchdowns. He's catching the ball a little bit more this year than perhaps in years past. was something he didn't really do before he got here. So I think he's going to be an option. I still have him making the roster despite having not have a despite him not having a great preseason opener. I still think he's got a, a roster spot. I know he's north of 30, but I still think he'll be all right. He's got to depend on. So I think he's going to get his his, his touches. And there are times, this is even the case last year, where it almost felt like they could have used him more. So maybe if the Saints do become a bit of a run first team, maybe he's a guy that gets even more reps in 2021. There's another fantasy headliner we need to check in on, and that's Michael Thomas. I don't really want to waste a ton of time on this situation or going over it, rather, but he's free-falling in drafts right now in ADP. What is the latest, though, on Michael Thomas, and should drafters reconsider their hard fade because he might be back in their lineup sooner than later? Uh, I don't know about that one. I mean, look, he, when he signed that contract in 2019, we had, what, 149 receptions that year? Uh, that's not going to happen this year because he's going to miss some time uh, this year early in the season. So I don't know. I guess we'll know if he's on the, the PUP uh, to start the season. That's obviously the six week window, but you got to take that out of the mix. So by October, November, let's just say best case scenario, he's back and he's ready to play. And at some point, hopefully then he'll kind of get the, the muscle memory back and the chemistry's on point. So at that point, I think the, the stats will go up. Now, is he worth drafting early on and just stashing away? Probably because but if, if it all goes to plan, and he's back and he's healthy. He's 100%. By the second half of the season, he should be back to the Michael Thomas we all know. Well, that's great news for Thomas drafters. Snagging him late. Awesome stuff, Sean. Thank you. Uh, outside of Michael Thomas in the wide receiver room, Marquez Calloway is one of the hottest names this month. He's rising by the minute in ADP. There's also Traquan Smith, who has been more of a D DFS play over the years than a solid redraft or dynasty guy. Then we have Lil Jordan Humphrey. Deontay Harris popped up for gamers a couple times last year. Ty Montgomery has been moved back to wide receiver. Who has stood out from this group, and how do you see this room playing out into the field? Number one, Marquez Calloway. He's been the star camp so far translated in the uh first preseason game as well against the baltimore ravens uh, sometimes it's hard to project a guy that does well in practice in particular receiver going against the same dbs every day how does that project in a game type setting i think he 
he showed pretty early in the first drive, as a matter of fact, that he's certainly up to the challenge. And with Michael Thomas out, I mean, he's kind of embraced the world of wide receiver one. The routes that he runs, the plays that he makes, his short hands, the way he carries himself. Um, I don't know. What you don't know is when it, the, the other team's top cornerback film studies him all week in the first couple of weeks of the season, how that's going to react in terms of uh, his numbers. But right now, he's the guy. Deontay Harris's case, he's the guy that they love the deep ball. And years past, he was more of a wide receiver screen, jet sweep kind of guy. But in camp, he's been a guy that's really stretched the field, uh, stretched the defense. So both those guys have been have been pretty consistent all camp with, with Quez being the, the number one guy. Another guy I'll mention, and, you know, it's early, but just something to keep in the back of your mind. 83, Jawan Johnson, the wide receiver, converted now to a tight end. He's getting more favorable matchups. He's got the size. He keeps flashing, man. And I think he's a guy in this offense. He may have something that could be, you know, maybe a late-round guy in a fantasy draft that could uh, produce for the Saints. I love that you mentioned his name. I was going to ask about him next. Uh, we're going to round to the finish in the tight end room. Adam Troutman has become a borderline folk hero in these fantasy streets as a late round dart throw, especially for a guy who only had 15 catches in year one. You mentioned Juwan Johnson, who had the big preseason game too. He had 71 yards. Uh, he's getting a lot of buzz. How has Troutman looked? And sounds like you are buying into Juwan. And I guess my real question is, will there be a fantasy viable tight end for New Orleans in 2021? Yeah, I think Troutman is still very capable because I can see a lot of two tight end sets heck, even three tight end sets and you know he he's interesting because he attacks a different way J Jawan Johnson's converted wide receiver so he's a little more in that flex role Adam Troutman is their first true wide tight end inline guy since Ben Watson that can really line up inside he really runs those type of routes kind of the seam routes the corner routes the over routes from with his hand in the ground uh, he's a great blocker which obviously doesn't help fantasy fantasy owners but he gets him on the field no way he, unless there's an injury uh, he finishes with was it 15 catches a year ago I would think he would be in the neighborhood 45 to 50 catches with at least a couple of touchdowns in there so I think he's an option uh, at some point uh, I wouldn't draft him early but I do think he's an option on the Saints especially that tight end position all right Sean we're gonna get you out of here I have one question left it's actually a combo question I'm gonna ask you what your boldest fantasy prediction for this team is but then my second part of that is a part of the boldness is this team as a whole gonna be better on offense than a lot of people are forecasting right now. I don't think they're going to be as efficient. There's a chance they could be a little more explosive. I don't think they're going to be as efficient down and down, but you know, in the fantasy world, explosiveness might be better, right? Because <laughs> you might have a few more big plays. Um, so yes. And if I were looking for uh, a, a surprise fantasy option, I think I just gave it to you in Jawan Johnson, because I don't think he's, I don't think many have been discussing him much. But that would be it. And Deontay Harris being a guy that more than just a return guy, but also a return guy, he gives you some juice as a returner, maybe a, a touchdown or two in the punt return game. So those would be my two, uh, Jawan Johnson and uh, Deontay Harris. All right, Sean, thank you so much for taking the time. It was good to, to hear someone with some eyes and ears at New Orleans camp. Where can people find all your stuff? Fox8live.com is the website I work for. It's the Fox 8 affiliate, down, Fox affiliate down here in New Orleans. But also you can follow me on Twitter at Sean Fazan, F-A-Z-E-N-D-E, Fox 8. And I highly suggest everyone do that, uh, especially with this QB situation so up in the air. Give Sean a follow. Thank you so much once again. And uh, until next year, have a great season. All right, bud. Appreciate it. Marquez Callaway. Boom. Worthy. You are now dialed in. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.